What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Up Before You podcast with me, Connor Warman. I want to take a moment to thank you all for taking the time out of your busy lives to listen to this show. Whether it's your first time or your 55th time listening, thank you for tuning in. If you like the show, please share it with family and friends and those close to you or via social media. And as always, if you don't like the show, please share with me. If you have a moment, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star rating, write a little review, and hit that subscribe button. Speaking of reviews, one listener had this to say about the show. Quote, The amount of knowledge one can gain from this podcast is unreal. The stories told on this podcast are incredible. This podcast smacks. What an amazing podcast. End quote. Wow, thank you. I love the energy. I love how fired up this show makes you. Now it's your turn to go write a review on Apple Podcasts to possibly have it read on the next episode. Lastly, go check out my website, upbeforeyou.com, and go like Up Before You on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date with all the latest news and updates surrounding the show. My guest today is Zabier Osa. Zabi is an adaptive athlete from Spain who competes in strongman and CrossFit. Zabi was born missing part of his left arm and as a result was bullied all throughout his childhood. Now, Zabi travels around competing in strongman and CrossFit competitions while trying to raise awareness about fitness to adaptive athletes all over the world. Zabi is truly an inspiration, and the things he does are incredible. Zabi is probably the most positive person I've ever met. He has a no-quit, no-nonsense attitude that I think we all can learn from. He has every excuse in the world to mail it in and feel sorry for himself, but instead, he gets up every day with a passion to achieve his goals and be an inspiration to others. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Zabi, what's up, dude? What's up, man? How are you? Good, good. Thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for thanks for inviting me. It's, yeah, it's yeah. such an honor. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, so so you're from Spain, right? Yes. You've been to the states, though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing to do in the states? My favorite thing to do in the states, um, <laughs> it's going to IHOP. Going to IHOP. Uh, yeah, I loved uh, going to have breakfast. Pancakes, eggs, uh, eating, <laughs> just eating. Uh, I would do it with like my f- best friends, and it was one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I, I could tell you, yes, go go train and go work out, uh, which I loved it. Yeah. Uh, but the truth is, I, our back trips from uh, from the gym would be, we'll stop in IHOP or we we'll stop. To stop our faces, and I, yeah. I, it was much everything to do. Yeah, cool, cool. So, can you tell me about yourself uh, growing up? Um, yes. Uh, so, I grew up here in a small town in, in northern Spain, um, and it was tough uh, growing up because I was different. Um, I was born without uh, my left limb, part of my left arm, and of course, kids uh, will let you know. Uh, that you're different, and uh, it was it was hard and just to to be different and grow up as the only different kid around. So it was kind of depressing, you know, like you feel like you're not good at anything, you don't 
see where you fit. Everyone else is playing soccer and being good at something, and you're just stuck. You yeah. feel like you're stuck in. Um, so it was definitely uh, hard for me to to grow up um, yeah. in here. I, I was lucky with my friends. They always accepted me. They never asked me if I wanted to go do stuff with them they just like, let's go so I was I was liking that part though yeah so did you play any sports growing up uh I played soccer but I was really bad <laughs> uh, so I would <laughs> yeah. I won't say that I I really practice any sports is that the up. biggest in Spain is that that's obviously the biggest sport right yes yeah in all of the like small towns play against each other and they all have a soccer team so the normal thing is just to go play soccer yeah do you play any american football at all over there no not at all no not uh, at all they only post the nah they close i actually started uh, my roommate will teach me how to throw a ball uh yeah. football uh so that was fun but i didn't get to american sports until uh i got to the u.s yeah so you mentioned that you you're missing part of your left arm right mm-hmm. so is that like is that a fairly common thing? Like, or is that pretty rare? It's pretty rare. Um, in my community, like in my region, I just, I'm just starting to get adaptive sports now. Um, there are people out there, but you just don't see them uh, in playing sports. You don't see them in gyms. So me trying to be outgoing and practice a sport, I was the only one. Uh, until recently, when I had discovered that adaptive sports in here, um, yeah, it's I was the only one. Yeah, that's pretty crazy because like I, you hear about people who lose their arms, but you know I never really hear about mm-hmm. people that were born without arms or like stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I would my some of my best friends were uh, military, so they knew a lot of um, veterans who lost their arms or lost a limb, uh, but being born without a limb, it's it's pretty it's pretty rare. Like you don't see it that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned that you were bullied a lot because of it. Was like was your self esteem pretty low as a kid growing up then? Yes. Um. I mean, I don't hold anything against them now because I mean, kids are kids. I'm not saying that it's okay. Uh, it's not. But as a kid, just to receive insults, it's just lowers your self-esteem, you know, like, I didn't feel like I fit, I didn't feel like I was good, I didn't feel like I was loved, um, so it was, hearing it back then, having a low self-esteem, like, would crush me even more, like, if I heard it today, I wouldn't pay attention, I wouldn't care, but, um, as a kid, when you're trying to develop, or, like, mature, and become someone, uh, it's tough to hear voices that will tell you that, just, diminishing things yeah do you still hear like do people still make fun of you today for it no um the kids who who would just bully me or uh insult me as a kid nowadays they i mean i know them all and i don't go to them and be like hey you bully me as a kid no i you know like they respect me and i don't hold anything against them uh, just you need to realize that those voices aren't real like those are not true and just i'm not like 
I have a high self-esteem now, not in an arrogant way. I just know who I am and that they weren't right. So they were just kids and holding that against them today. It's just they changed and I changed and we move on. Yeah. So what part was the hardest for you? Was it high school? Um, yes. Because yeah. um, in Spain, we do it differently. Okay. So it's uh, two, the last three years of high school is what we call high school. Like previous to that, we have like four years before that. And those were, um, those were the, like, especially the beginning of those, they were the toughest. Um, high school, we will go to a different town. So it was kind of restarting again. Like I have to, to reinvent myself in here. Uh, these are new kids. Um, but high school, I already started like by that time, um, I already started changing my mindset. So those last two years went that, that hard. Mm. Yeah. So you mentioned that you started to change your mindset. What went into that? When did that happen? Um, so I remember it, I was at home one day, uh, at my low, like kind of at my lowest point, looking at myself in the mirror, mirror, I was eating super bad. So I was overweight. I was kid without an arm and I was looking at myself in the mirror and I, remember God telling me, is this who you want to be? Like, is this all that? It's like, is this shabby? And I'm like, I realized, and I saw an image of myself that it was completely different to that. Like, I visioned myself how I could be. And, and from that moment, every step that I took was towards being that man. So where did you start? Uh, first, I, I, I would drink like, four coca-cola cans a day and like eat a lot of i ate like terribly um you know what's funny so about for, that though is that that's kind of normal in the states no <laughs> i i used to i used to work at gold's gym and uh, a lot of people tell me man i drink like four sodas a day and like i can quit i'm like i i used to tell them like i was the same um <laughs> but yeah i used to eat i used to eat candy every day four soda cans a day like Ice cream, like terrible. Wow. Um, so how I started, I started with uh, nutrition and I started exercising. I started uh, going to, to run into the gym. And to me, like being still a teenager, the, that change looked physical. Uh, but I would realize late, years later that it was more mental than the man that I envisioned myself, it wasn't just physical change. That's what I saw. But those steps uh, took me to change my mindset completely. And that's what makes me strong. Was there someone who kind of helped you make that change? Or someone you looked up to? My friends. Uh, one of them, actually, uh, he made a bet with me. One summer, he's like, I bet you cannot spend a summer with, without drinking Coca-Cola. And I'm like... <laughs> I will, and uh, so he will follow up with me, and it was it was fun. Uh, we always re reminisce and go back to that moment. Uh, he still owes me dinner for for that, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's my friends were uh, always there for me and every step of the way. So when you were eating really bad and stuff, are you like one of those guys? Like, were you were you a big kid, or were you one of those guys that can eat really bad and still stay skinny? No, I was. I was a big kid, not like a huge kid, yeah. Um, but I was overweight. Yeah. I, uh, like my my parents were like, 
go to a nutritionist especially because I was like if I continued eating that way like, I don't know like what could have happened I'd definitely get some some disease for sure because yeah. that wasn't healthy now in Spain is it a lot different than the United States because like, we have fast food on every corner do you have that too? <laughs> a lot of candy stores uh, not fast food uh, now it's like if you go to the city you'll see a lot of like Burger King McDonald's uh, but in a small town not not that much yeah so when you no. first got in and started getting into fitness and nutrition what kind of like workouts were you doing pretty much bodybuilding stuff um i'll do supersets and then a lot of core yeah. <laughs> uh, i'll go to the, just because we didn't have personal trainers or like anyone who would do a workout for you in my town at that moment so i would just watch youtube videos um uh, and trying to get a routine from from guys that uh, would put like uh, routines out there, like but it was all bodybuilding stuff. Yeah. So was there kind of a moment then? You started strongman first before CrossFit, correct? Yes. So was there like kind of a moment in your fitness career where you were like, "There's got to be something more to this. There's got to be a competitive aspect to it." Yes. Yeah, so um, when I went to the states, I already was uh, into health. So I went to, and I started going to Gold's Gym. That's uh, a huge part of me, like, changing there. Um, and I started working out. I started getting fitter. And actually, like, all of the examples I had, they were from bodybuilding. So I was like, what about doing, a sh- uh, like, a bodybuilding show? Um, but it changed when uh, one of my best friends, Ryan, he's the one who start adapting stuff for me from like powerlifting and i started getting more into the strength um aspect of the sport and i didn't want to not that there's anything bad with bodybuilding i admire them a lot because uh, i had a lot of influence from bodybuilding but i didn't want just go to a stage and have someone judge how i look because that's how a lot of my teenage years were spent like um, so I wanted to be judged, but for my strength. Um, yeah. So we we started doing powerlifting stuff, like deadlift, squats, bench, bench press. But when, when we went to Neversay to do strongman, we went in January, and they were already preparing for a competition in July. And uh, we're like, mm, should we do it, should we not? And my friend Ryan, without telling me, bought me um the path to to compete uh so that's when like my hunger to compete started he's like we just went to try and and we loved it mm-hmm. uh, so uh wait when was this about two years ago okay. um we started strumming in january and we'll go every week every week and every week. um yeah wow it's we lived in dc and the gym was in westminster maryland mm-hmm. so like about an hour Away. Okay. Uh, and they were preparing for this meet, and just the community was so fun and so great to work out uh, with that. We we decided to prepare with them, and uh, we signed up. Well, he signed me up, but uh, it was just everyone was doing it, yeah. and and together that togetherness was like let's do this. So is it true that you competed in like the open class and not the adaptive class? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. Uh, it was it was super fun because 
I went there and it was like all these huge dudes with tattoos and beards. And I was just this skinny guy uh, <laughs> uh, without an arm. And everyone's like, what's he going to do? Um, my goal was not to zero in all of the events, um, which, which I did, uh, not zero. Uh, so it was, it was successful overall. Uh, it was fun. Yeah. I did the open. Uh, so, of course, you know, competing with guys with two arms and two legs. And um, I was not going to win. Uh, but just to take part and, and to see how everyone was, like, with me. You know, mm-hmm. was was a great experience. So, were you able to beat some of those guys with two arms? Uh, no, no. I mean, two guys got all of the lifts. Yeah, like they went all out on this event because they wanted to make it like a qualifier for the um, U.S. national championship. Uh, so a lot of us would, not just me, but a lot of us wouldn't do the lift. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think I may have done like better than someone, some of the keg or maybe on the um, yoke, but like the stone and the circus dumbbell and the deadlift. Uh, I mean, not just me, but a lot of guys didn't even get a rep on the deadlift. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> it was hard to, if it was, there were like ways that we all could do, uh-huh. um, it was going to be easier to see if I could do something, but nah. Not yeah. wasn't the event. So how did you get into CrossFit? Uh, so that competition was in July, and I was going back to Spain right after it. And I wanted to keep training that kind of way. So Brian Ashru, the, the owner at Never Say, he sent me a program, a strength program. And I just pretty much needed a bar, some kettlebells. Um, and when I came back to Spain, uh, my commercial gym didn't have those. So the gym in my town. So... I found this gym, this CrossFit gym, who, who had all these materials. So I started going there, uh, doing Brian's program. Um, but I started seeing these people do all this crazy stuff. Uh, and uh, I wanted to to try. So that's when, when it all started. Like a few months after, I started training CrossFit. And uh, yeah. So a few months after I, I came back to Spain. So before you had started CrossFit, did you know what it was? Like, did you yes. And stuff? Yes. Is it pretty popular actually, in Spain? Hmm? Is it pretty popular in Spain? Yes. Uh, it's becoming even more and more popular now. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So when did you do your first CrossFit competition then? Last year. January. No, July last year. Well, you qualifiers were in, in February. Mm-hmm. Um, but my first CrossFit competition was in July. Last year. How'd that go? Tough as well. Because, you know, like, again, you have never competed against any adaptive athlete. You're always competing in the open. Um, and you think you're special. Like, people treat you like, like you're special. You know, like, this kid without an arm. Like, oh, it's pretty cool what he can do. Uh, yes, but when you go out and, and go to compete with it was the final because you had to qualify, go to regionals, and going there was a huge success. But like going to the finals with all of these amazing adaptive athletes, and you realize like, oh wow, uh, there's actually pretty strong guys out there that mm-hmm. I have in my category. So it, overall, I didn't. I I got seventh, which it was last, 
but not a huge point difference from the previous two. So, like, for adaptive athletes, are there people with all different types of, like, quote, like, disabilities? Like, because, like, you obviously don't have an arm, but are, like, other people, like, without a leg or something like that? Yes, so there's three categories. It's uh, stand, standing upper, which is arm. arm. Like, one point of contact is if you're using just one hand for everything. I use two points of contact because I can um, receive the bar on my left limb. Uh, so if you have... Like an have have arm that you can use, you can use it. Uh, and then there's standing lower, which is for legs. If you're missing um, like a limb above knee, below knee, and then there's wheelchair. So there's those three categories. I think it's so cool what you guys do. It's so inspiring. <laughs> when I went there and saw all of them, not just my category, but like. The standing lower, the wheelchair guys and, and girls, like, they were crushing it. I was, like, so impressed. And the thing is that you think that you're going there to compete and to do better than someone, but you get so much out of it. Like, you learn so much. It, it's amazing. Are you it's like, how is... Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, you, go ahead. You were at Wadapalooza, weren't you? Yeah. I think, yeah, I remember seeing you there competing, right? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that? And you are still interviewing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah. It must have been on the run. That's yeah. the <laughs> How was that experience? Uh, it was it was amazing. It was so cool. Um, because the adaptive games they are like they hold held them in Canada, but it's not like Urapalooza where you have all of the like everyone like RX like it's us and and a, and a local competition in Canada, but. To be in Wurapalooza with you, you could see like Paul Vellner and all these guys and girls like who you admire. Yeah. You see them on TV. You see them in in docu- like in Netflix, and and they are just right there next to you, and like on the athlete area, and it just you get so much. Um, the energy that I got from Wurapalooza, like just from being, and not just people you see in TV, but Others that you don't, but you see them compete, and it's just, just, just amazing. Um, again, it, it was another learning experience. Yeah. So, do you have every excuse in the world to like mail it in, give up, kind of just coast through life? Like, what keeps you going? Knowing that what I do is helping someone. Because, uh, again, I got into. I'm super competitive, and I always want to want to win or want to beat myself or like with either with friends like it's a friendly competition but I want to to win um but when I started like everyone who started texting or asking me questions about how I do things or people who are out there and don't have an influence who can tell them yeah get get a rope and this is how we do cleans and this is how you can go up in the rope and uh, I just want to keep improving and getting better not just um, not my, just my performance but my knowledge uh, of how to help everyone every category, like every category and I just want to keep learning yeah. to help to help other people out because you just get way more when you help someone than like when you get PR yourself yeah 
So when you first kind of started to get into the strongman, what made you think that you could do it? Yeah, my friend Ryan, yep. he, he actually, he told, this is how he invited me to, to never say to the strongman gym. He was like, hey, do you want to come to, to a gym up north in, in Maryland? I, I just thought I was going to go to a gym just to do a normal workout. And the thing is, Ryan never asked me if I could lift a stone. Ryan never asked me if I could deadlift. Ryan never asked me if I could do a, a lock press. Uh, he just invited me and just someone believed that I could do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's how it went. It wasn't, I just, someone believed in me yeah. and he didn't ask. He didn't just like, let's go, let's do it. Yeah, it's amazing how powerful somebody else believing in you can be and how much of an impact it can have on you. It's crazy, man. I And and you just start, I saw a stone and I just wanted to lift it. I saw a, a lock press and I just wanted to lift it. It was just so contagious. Like, So um, when's the last time you had a Coca-Cola? Man, I can't even remember. Really? So you, you completely cut it out? I completely got it out. Wow. If I'm if I'm thirsty and I'm with a friend, I'll just drink a cup of coffee, but or or water, but Coca Cola, I can't even remember when. So, I think I yeah yeah I don't know if I drink one after after that actually. Yeah. So you once said that you think that we are we're all made for greatness. So do you think <laughs> that everybody, every single person, can be great? I know I know every single person has someone in them who that can impact their environment even if it's one person uh, but I think every one of us can impact one life mm. and you know nowadays we so many of us just choose to to go with the normal the normal if I kept that I wouldn't be where I am I am here because I took risks guys risks I decided to to go the hard way but the way that uh, I liked that killed me. Um, so I do believe that if we all were doing what we're passionate about, we the world would be so much, so much greater. Not because we are doing it for ourselves. We may think that we're doing it for ourselves, but someone else out there is going to get benefit from what we're doing way more than us. For sure, for sure. So you have this very admirable, no quit, no excuses, no BS kind of attitude. How did you develop yourself into such a positive person? Like I imagine that took a while it's, to do. It did. Uh, <laughs> so actually when I started competing, um, you know, when, when Brian sent me my first program, I knew he put all that in there for a reason. He believed in me. He would a friend of mine and he put that in there because he has no he has the knowledge and he that's how I'm gonna get better so when I want to quit and when I want to miss a rep when I want to miss a day or I have to do this I have to go through the whole process if I want to get to the to week 12 and hit those PRs you know yeah I, I will not hit those PRs to me if I miss one set if I miss one set, that PR is not going to be as great as it should be. Mm -hmm. um, so I just focus on, I'm really 
strong on the process part uh, because I want to get to that end, uh, yeah. that goal. Yeah, so you've, now you've done Strongman, you've done CrossFit. What are your goals for the future? I actually want to open my own, own CrossFit box, CrossFit Strongman, because um, I saw that Brian has his own and he's changing the world so much. Like, you see, he's helping so many people. And that's what I want. I want to help other people. So I want to open my own in here and kind of kick the adaptive CrossFit, adaptive strongman, adaptive sports um, in my area. Because, again, like me growing up, I didn't see anyone. But I'm sure there were. There are there. Mm. So I want to facilitate a place for non-adaptive, adaptive for everyone to come and for them to have a place where they can grow. Now, are you are you trying? Are you actively trying to like recruit adaptive people and trying to get them to come and get into CrossFit and get into strongman? Yes, um, I so I do. I started adaptive snowboard, um, so uh, I I'm starting to know adaptive people here in my area. I'm starting to know adaptive people in Spain, so I'm telling them, hey, getting a facility. I'm actively trying to learn from people from who have your same, because you are not the only one, your same adaptation. Let's all hang out together and get better. Like, let's do it. There's no impossible. Let's, there's, there is a way. Someone out there found a way, so you can do it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really, really cool. So like, are you training with a lot of other adaptive athletes right now? So not right now. Like, I would sometimes, like, I know people from Barcelona, which is like kind of far away from here, like a five-hour drive, which in the U.S. is not that far, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but in Spain it's kind of far. So they'll come visit or I'll go there and we'll work out together. But all of the adaptive people that I know in here are still kind of not afraid but shy to go into a CrossFit gym, you know, because, again, I think we also need to learn how to welcome um, adaptive athletes to, to gyms mm-hmm. you know, because they may feel intimidated so I'm starting to invite and tell them like look yes I do this because I'm training for competition but you don't need to do all this crazy stuff that I do right now Yeah, uh, let's start slowly and coach them right like you need to educate CrossFit coaches on how to handle like if someone comes in if an adaptive athlete comes into their gym right yes and my coach he we never train an adaptive athlete. Um, but you need to have someone who's ready yeah, to learn. For sure. Does CrossFit um, do one of those? Sorry? Does CrossFit do like an adaptive coaching class? Yes. Uh, the direct, director for Wheelwood mm-hmm. and Kevin Ogar, they are doing adaptive CrossFit uh, seminaries. And there's a course, a uh, title that you can get uh, that's adaptive from adapt- for adaptive CrossFit. It's awesome. So what about your competitive goals? I do want to to podium. Um, it, I set a goal for a couple of years because uh, this this takes time. Yeah. I In a short time, I was competing with the top athletes. and But I'm going a little like back to the basics because I missed a lot of steps to get there. Um, so I'm going back, trying to get better, and in a few years, just to to be up with those guys and be competitive, more competitive for 
for them because uh, again we have fun uh-huh yeah we we have fun competing with each other uh, we want to beat each other but uh, yeah so in a couple of years i want to to be up in that party all right one last thing so what advice would you give to someone to like maybe a kid maybe doesn't have the same condition as you, like maybe isn't missing missing an arm or anything, but they're unmotivated, they're kind of down in the dumps. Like, what do you say to them? I would tell them that it's okay not to to be normal, uh, that it's okay to, if, I, I would tell them to see what's in their heart, decide that's in their heart. I would tell them to motivate that, you know, like um, spark that flame and find where hard work, work and passion meet and, and just keep going that path because uh, they are in the best moment to do that. Once you're, when you grow older and you're like, I don't know, like 35, it's hard to, okay, I, now, oh, I love CrossFit. I want to do this. Like, I want to start competing. Of course you can, but it's kind of, you know, um, and it doesn't have to be in sports. Uh, whatever it is, like when you're a teenager, when you're a kid and you have a passion, Follow that passion and go where it meets hard work and develop it. That's awesome, man. Well, <laughs> thanks again for being here. You're an inspiration. Your story is awesome. Really happy hey, we, got this, we could get this done. So, Thank you so much, Connor. It was a pleasure. Uh, I'm actually surprised that you saw me on the competition floor. I, maybe you saw me outside of the competition, right? I don't know yeah. you saw me in <laughs> Miami and you actually wanted to interview me. But it's a pleasure <laughs> to be here. And, and thanks for what you're doing, interviewing yeah. Um, people to bring, uh, you know, like to bring positivity to the world, and uh, we're here thanks to you. Uh, so thank you. Yeah, no, thank you, man. All right, have a good one. I got you too. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And I hope you enjoyed episode fifty-five of this show. We'll see you next time on the Up Before You podcast. Have a great day.